Since 2020, things have shifted drastically. The challenge that most people face is that they weren't sure how to pivot with the shift. Right now, if you sign up for my email list, you can receive my free audio teaching, Three Ways to Crush Your Goals Post-COVID. I teach you how to realign your goals to fit your current season, how to discern when no is needed, and how to respect the alignment of your relationships. Need some encouragement on crushing your goals post-COVID? Sign up for my email list by clicking the details in the show notes or by visiting girlsanthem.biz. Get ready for the pivot. Hey guys, what's up? It's your girl Maya Kay and we are back with another episode of the Goal Files podcast. We are at episode number six and I'm super excited, but no, for real. I actually have a legit reason other than speaking to my amazing tribe every Friday. I know I say this all the time. I'm so excited, but no legit. I'm about to go in with the testimony that actually will uh, give weight and make today's episode make sense. And it's the reason why God gave me this specific episode and this specific title, which is celebrating the steps, what to do when the goal is reached. I know we talk a lot here at the goal, the goal files about um, how to achieve the goal, you know, what to do to prepare to write your first book, how to do this, um, three tips to keep God in your goals. And so I know that we talk a lot about those things, but I think what's really important is also making sure specifically because we're at this amazing, beautiful mark of May. You know, here it is. It is May 2021. This is the first episode of uh, May and we are stepping into a season where things are shifting. And if you are a believer, you're tuned in, you know that the atmosphere is ripe for many blessings. And what's going to happen is God is getting ready to open up. His, the windows of heaven are already open, but he's getting ready to really pour down the rain. And as I say this, it is storming in Atlanta here. So I do apologize if some of that comes through. You might hear the rumble of the thunderstorm. But I said, you know what, God, I'm going to keep going because there's something significant about what you're doing um, in heaven and in the earth. And a lot of it is because seeds that have been sown for years for my ladies out there who have been working on their goals for years, who have been sowing and doing what God called them to do and you were just waiting for, you know, that moment. When can I celebrate this thing, God? Like, when is it going to birth? When is it coming? When is the harvest attached to this seed that I've been watering, that I've been praying over, that I've been fasting over, that I've actually been doing the physical work as well? Because we know faith without works is dead. When am I going to see the harvest? Well, that's what today is all about. Um, so excuse me. Um, I want to jump right in and I'm excited about this really because I want you guys to understand the journey and the length of time that it took me from the minute God gave me a vision and to achieve this goal. And I know sometimes that sounds frustrating because you want things to happen when you, at least at your point, I'm not going to say right away because we know it ain't no such thing as immediate results. Um, but I know for all of my builders out there, those of us like Nehemiah who've been building the wall, those of us who've been working on that business, that book, we would like to see results at a certain time frame. We may say, okay, six months, at my six month mark, I want this. At my ninth month mark, I want this. But of course, God's plan is greater. So what do you do when the goal has been accomplished, but it doesn't feel like you have anything or much to celebrate? 
So that's why I said this is going to be kind of twofold, but you you got to stay tuned because I know that sounds crazy because I said I was excited. Like, what do you mean? How do you push past promise fatigue? Some of you are waiting for goals to be accomplished or you may be literally at that moment where you are about to complete the book. You are about to finish the business is being launched. You have a set launch date. The website is ready to go. And you are literally like, I cannot wait to hit go. I cannot wait to hit launch. Uh, things have been a little rough. I've been working for six months, but here we are at this point. And you go and you hit go, or some of you are about to hit go. And so I'm actually really thankful that some of you might be hearing this before your goal is completely accomplished or reached. Because you'll understand that promise fatigue is a real thing. And so promise fatigue is basically when the promise has been achieved or the goal has been reached, whatever terminology you want to use, and you realize that you don't have that feeling of excitement that you probably had when you were working on it. And what that really is, it's just the fatigue because we've just spent, what, six months writing the book, a year building the app a year working on the business and getting everything set up because you opened your first uh, factory maybe for your boutique or your warehouse for your boutique. Like th there's a lot that goes into it and it's exciting and it's hard work. But sometimes when you get to that place, there's a little bit of fatigue that sets in. And what you have to remember is that your work wasn't in vain. But I want to share my story with you here because I reached, I reached a major goal that was on my vision board for this year, just the day before May 1st. And while I knew it was a blessing, something definitely felt off. So you have to remember the one thing I want you to walk away with before I jump into the story, the testimony is that you are human. You are an emotional, mental, spiritual, and physical being. Okay, that is you are made up of so many different elements. And because you are human, you have to be gentle with yourself. And so I want to give you some tips and encouragement as you move forward so you can stay motivated to collect the harvest that is coming in. Even though the goal has been achieved, you know, there's still just a little bit more that has to be done. Um, but I want you to also enjoy the part where you get to savor the moment. So the first thing. Okay, so before I go, right, okay, so the first thing, I'm sorry, y'all, I was getting ready to go into them tips, and the Holy Spirit was like, whoa. <laughs> okay, so for those who may not know deeply about, or rather, who don't, those who don't know me deeply or don't know me that well, if you have been following my journey, you may be aware that as a writer, I also had uh, some stock in Hollywood. And what I mean by stock in Hollywood is God sent me out to Hollywood 2018-2019 for one year. But before that, 2010 was when I wrote my first spec script. A spec script in Hollywood is just simply a sample a television script from a show that's already on you could also they call those um movies as well like you could write a spec script on spec for a movie but it's typically used in the television world because you're writing for something that's already there and you're just writing that tv show idea you're creating your own but it's based off of characters that are already there so long and short I had my first experience in 2010 and I really felt good about that. I was like, oh, wow, like this actually I might like this. The publishing world, of course, is quicker because you're able to see your work when you have so many ways to self-publish. 
But there is still something about that visual part, like the movie or the TV show finally coming to life. So along the last 10 years, um, almost 11, I was on this journey and I knew that God was calling me into Hollywood. Now, remember, one of my goals, I stated that it was on my vision board. And I just want to give you guys a little bit. If you just go with me, you'll understand how this fell in line. Uh, on my vision board at the top of every year, I usually break up my visions into four parts. So I'll have spiritual purpose and assignment. Purpose and assignment is one personal vision and then financial. And then I'll list like three goals under each of those or three things. But I'm always waiting to hear from the Holy Spirit on what the Lord would want my vision for 20, whatever to be 2021, whatever. So this was number three. And what I wrote under under the assignment section and what I wrote was get into um, the ink program. It's a TV writing program that's in Hollywood and it's it was created and curated by two amazing women. One is an actress slash producer slash writer. Uh, the other one is a producer and uh, was also a, just a major part of many writers uh, lives and people on set. She's worked on set for years. Um, and then I wrote and to develop and sell my pilot, my television show by the summer 2021. So that's what I wrote down. Now, here's the thing. February, I found out, well, actually March, mid-March, I found out that I did not get into the program. So they interviewed almost probably 100. Well, I don't know how many women they interviewed, but they got about 180-something applications for the program. And it was basically a 15-week mentoring program that they had developed, uh, and this was their third year. And the program has literally helped so many women. And what they do is they select six women each term and they mentor them and they help them. And at the end of it, they end up having a polished television script along with um, an idea of how their first and second season will go. And they help them. They have table reads. They assign them to a mentor. Their mentors are like other writers in the industry, you know, showrunners. These are people I'm talking like some of them are Shonda Rhimes level that they link them with and they they help them throughout that 15 week period. And at the end, you know, hopefully they end up either negotiating a deal um, or having, you know, literary management or both. And so uh, I was a little bummed when I got the email that I didn't get in, but they said, but, but we want to hear more about this one idea. We really liked it when you pitched it. Please send us a treatment. We would love to work with you in another direction. And I knew then that that was just God, like a God wink. So I actually did exactly what they asked. I heard, I saw what they wrote and I confirmed, you know, I asked some questions and I heard God say, write the treatment. And I did it. Well, last Thursday, uh, April 29th, I had my first meeting with them. And I mean, it was amazing. I, I had I thought we were at the point where they were going to give me feedback on the treatment, but also say, OK, well, we were interested, but it didn't really meet our like what we really, really thought. But the meeting was more or less like our first meeting. It was like, okay, great. So now what's next? Okay, you're going to do the beat sheet, blah, blah. And I was like, wow, God, like you really blew my mind. Um, but they loved it. Uh, God really came through because this was only my second time writing a treatment. I have written full length scripts, but a treatment in Hollywood is, is basically a synopsis. And for my writers out there, you know that writing a like 350, I'm just giving an example 
A synopsis for a novel is about 300 words. That's what goes on the back of a book. So you can imagine like taking your show or your movie and condensing it to maybe anywhere from four to 10 pages. Okay. But um, God, he came through. So I say that to say, I'm already like halfway at the point of which I wanted to be before the date that I put on my vision board. So when I say by the summer, I was saying by, of course, by the end of the summer, uh, 2021, but more, more or less, I was looking at maybe end of June. Well, the way that God is doing this, it could very well still happen that I could be in negotiations with networks or studios discussing this opportunity. I mean, discussing my TV show. So I say that to say there was a feeling that tried to creep up on me as I go into my three tips. I want to share with you three ways to celebrate the steps. And what do you do when that goal is reached? Um, naturally, those of us who are creatives, whatever aspect of creating you do, you do want to see finances attached to what you're doing. Because of someone like me, I have been like going through this thing for years, 10 years, 10 plus years writing. I mean, I must have like 12 scripts on my computer between films and spec scripts and television show ideas. So that's a lot of work. And sometimes you're like ready for this moment where it's like, boom, you know, you made it. And so I had to be honest, like I was, I was celebrating. I wrote it down in my gratitude journal. Um, I praised God for that moment at, of course, but there was kind of a part of me that was wondering why I didn't feel like I had something to celebrate. Um, but I did. And so I ignored that feeling. I acknowledged it, but I didn't allow it to steal the, the victory of that moment. Because you have to understand that this is favor. Favor is not fear. And the favor that came on my life in this moment was that these women actually took the time uh, to speak to me, to talk to me. And to say, although you didn't get into the program, you know what? We want to work with you. And when I when I was in our meeting, it felt really good because I could tell that it was like they were saying, you're kind of like the seventh woman. And they didn't verbally say that, but it was the favor of God allowed these women. They He pressed it on their spirits to say, listen, I want you to help her. They might not have even realized like, well, why? I mean, we already are, have our hands full with these six. But one of the things one of the producers said was like, we loved you so much. And we know that God sent us to help you. And that was so confirming for me. Because the show is a faith-based show. So it takes a lot to fight for that sometimes in Hollywood. So to know that I have two women who really have my back and that really means a lot to me. And this is what will happen. And I want you to feel encouraged as you hear this part. And as I go into the tips, the enemy will always try to slip in. You have to remember with an industry like Hollywood or entertainment, when a Christian ambassador is sent in for the kingdom, he's threatened by that. He's threatened. So he wants you to feel as underachieved as possible, even when you have something to celebrate, because he wants you to be like, feeling all overwhelmed or thinking you got to do more or how come, you know, how come this didn't happen? This didn't happen. Or how come I can't just get right to the point? And he wants you to be overwhelmed because one, 
I never say we're on his territory for those of us who are called to industries like Hollywood because it was never his to begin with. While he might be dominating in that territory right now because we need to go in and take it back for God, um, it's never been his territory, right? So I say that to say sometimes you will reach your goal and you will achieve it or you will accomplish that goal and you will feel like, man, you know what? I I feel great. I know it was like amazing, but why do I feel a little off? And you're going to have to push past that feeling. It's okay for you to acknowledge it. It's okay for you to journal about it and even talk to somebody about it. So maybe they can cover you and pray with you so that you can get back to the place of recognizing that it is indeed a blessing, no matter how the enemy may be trying to push back against that. So one of the tips, number one, only share with key people, only share that accomplishment, that celebratory moment with the key people. These are usually people who knew about the goal from the beginning, and maybe they provided some meaningful support and feedback to you, but we will always wrestle with uncertainty. We will always wrestle with uncertainty. No matter what, you can reach your goal of your $100,000 year, your first six-figure year in your own business. You can reach the goal of selling you know, a million copies of your book. Whatever your goal is, we will always battle with some level of uncertainty. That's just what it is. And so what we don't need is any encouragement from people that we might try to share it with who would then water that uncertainty. For example... I already had my own questions and I was already a little bit like, oh, okay. Oh, well, I wonder why I couldn't do it this way. Or I wonder why um, I couldn't do it that way. And then I realized that it was like, that's not my place. My place is to step into it the way God wants me to step into it. But had I called maybe say one or two other people that I could think of that I would want to share this with, they might would kind of, instead of saying, girl, no, you in the right place. You you got it. You know, God know what he's doing. They might would have been like, well, dang, you doing all this. Are they going to pay you for it? Are they going to do this? Don't just be giving away your intellectual property. You know they're going to try to whitewash it. You know how Hollywood is. Because that's just what some people do. Now, whether or not their opinions might have some things to back that up to be maybe true based on Hollywood's track record, that's not my problem. I need to stay in a place of faith. And so it's similar to when people tell you don't share your dreams with everybody. Now, they may mean well because they're just looking out for me, but it also does not help because I already am wrestling with some doubt and uncertainty. Okay, so make sure you only share the celebration, the end part with key people. And again, these are usually people who were already there. The women that I reached out to, my sister, who's a producer in Hollywood, my sister girl, my sister friend, um, who has been with me for the last year and a half. We have been rooting each other on like crazy. And I know she is thoroughly, genuinely excited for me. I can feel it in everything that she says, even when she's praying for me. Um, of course, my mother and... Uh, my one of my friends who's an actress, she's actually she just booked a recurring role in Chicago Med. Uh, she's been on 911. And I say that just to say, because I know she understands the struggle and she understands what it's like to keep pushing. 
And so those were the only people. And then, of course, the person who wrote my recommendation letter, there was a producer, an executive at, uh, from MGM who wrote my recommendation letter for the program. So I wanted to provide her with an update. So uh, outside of like those people who are again, they were with me from the beginning, though. They knew about it in December when I was first submitting for it. So you want to be careful because you want people who are going to, even when you're in doubt or a little bit of uncertainty, that are going to fill you up and encourage you. Number two, honor the work that you put in by resting and recalibrating. This can help you savor the work that you put in and appreciate the price you had to pay to get there. Let me tell you something. When I submitted my treatment to the company who did the coverage, coverage in Hollywood is basically when you get a second set of eyes on the material that's being submitted. It could be an outline, a synopsis, treatment, or a full script. And what they do, they actually are hired by major studios and networks to give feedback, but we call it coverage. Well, I sold into my own coverage because I like, I'm like first impressions last. I wanted it to be the best it could be so I could submit it to them and there would be no room for them to say no. With that being said, um, I, when I got it, when I submitted to them, it was the 10th of April. That was a Saturday. Do you know, I did not start working again until Saturday, May 1st. I took three weeks off. And it wasn't necessarily planned, but I heard the Holy Spirit say rest. When I went to wake up that next morning and I was praying, you know, in my closet, like, okay, what's my list for today? God was like, nothing, rest. And every day I would go in and like, I would, nothing, rest, nothing, rest. And what I had to realize was, because I've been here before, it takes so much to pour out a project to pour out a business, to pour out a um, a podcast, to pour out the YouTube content. So when I moved to Atlanta, October the 16th, I would say from November 1st all the way to April 10th, your girl was locked and loaded. She was locked and loaded. I have been building Girls Anthem. I have been working on the business, the ministry. I have been doing YouTube every week. I have been doing, since the podcast came back April 1st, I have been doing the podcast every week. But even with that downtime, remember, the podcast was, the last season ended in January, mid-January. So there was just a couple of months off. But even in that couple of months, what was I building? I was building the business. The business was LLC'd on March 31st, right before April came in. So there was so much being done in those six months. There was so much being done. And God said, rest. Did I want clients right away? Yes. Did I want, you know, and actually he did bless me with one that I've been continually working with, but I was working with her. Um, it was about November when we started working together, December, like beginning of December, end of November, which is fine. But did I want to see everything locked and loaded up? Yes, God booked and busy. Hey, absolutely. Because you want to see the rewards of your labor. Proverbs 31 and 31. Give her the rewards of her labor. It's nothing wrong with the desire, but God knows what you need. And most often, more often than not, he wants you to rest and recalibrate because it is your turn to rest and his turn to work. 
You got to give God a chance to do what he said he's going to do. You're not him. So you build like Noah built. He built it. Then the animals came. God spoke to who was supposed to be on the boat. And of course, it was the animals. Um, But that was he built it. That was his part. So you have to honor the work that you put in. What I found myself doing in, on those three weeks, while I didn't necessarily work, what I did find myself doing other than my part-time job, what I did find myself doing was scrolling back on my website, looking at all the graphics I had created, enjoying and savoring how I had built, you know, this whole workbook kit. My first time recording, you know, coaching CDs with the workbook that I created, you know, I'm like, man, God, this is like, oh, wow, Maya, you did this. You got to patch yourself on the back and really savor the moments I had to savor um not only that moment of the treatment but also the six months of work that I put in and then think about it I'm in Hollywood I'm in publishing so I'm in another realm of writing I'm working in property management part-time and then I have girls anthem the ministry and the business side that's a lot of different places for my energy to be going so God is like sit your butt down Okay, and rest. So honor the work you put in by resting and recalibrating. Lastly, point number three, tip number three. Don't look at what other people have accomplished. You have to stay in a protective zone. You have got to protect your excitement. Okay, now now let me tell you what I mean by that. It's nothing wrong with celebrating other people. I talked about uh, my sister friend Adriana and I said how she's someone who I shared it with. So Adriana and I share accomplishments with each other. You know, that's my sister. We talk to each other. We celebrate each other. So I'm not talking about that type of um, protecting your excitement where you feel like if one of your good friends calls you and celebrates a milestone, you can't like honor them. No, I'm not talking about that because then you would have to check your heart to make sure you're not like harboring any feelings of jealousy because it seems they're moving forward and you're not. That's what my book is for. Uh, shameless plug, not at all. Warring for My Girls is available on all platforms. Um, I'm sorry, on Amazon in both formats, not all platforms. And it is also available at girlsanthem.biz. Warring for My Girls, We Pray Together, We Slay Together actually has a chapter that talks about praying against the spirit of jealousy. It happens to the best of us. It doesn't mean you're jealous of your friend. That spirit can creep up on a billionaire. It is. It doesn't mean that, you know what I'm saying? It can creep up on anybody. You just got to shut it down before it festers. But protecting your excitement, I will give you an example from my own life. I love taking pages out of my own life. Right after my meeting, my, not maybe not right after, but like maybe in the 30 minute hour range, I, you know, I'm so excited. I'm savoring the moment. I find myself on Instagram. And as soon as I open the browser, because I have it on, I have it on my phone now, but I didn't have the app on my phone. So I go to Instagram.com and as soon, I'm talking as soon, the first thing that comes up is one of my favorite women of God that I follow. She's in um, two fields, but I don't want to say, you know, too much, but I love her so much. I mean, I'm so proud of her. So I saw her announce that she had a new book coming out and she had finally signed her deal. Um, and I was so hyped because I'm like, yes, I can see me buying this book. And she talked about how a dream had come true. It was coming out next year. But then when I scrolled, because you know how people say scroll, the, the picture that she posted was of her face. The caption was then written. So it was just her face. But then when she says scroll, 
and I saw the announcement and, and, and I felt like this, oh, my stomach cringed. And I was like, oh my God. But it wasn't like a cringing, like why she got this. And I know it was just like, oh my, oh, like one of my dreams. And what happened was she got a seven figure book deal. Well, anyone who knows me knows that I have been praying for a book deal for years. I'm 14 books in and it hurts sometimes to know that I've written book after book after book. Um, again, I apologize if you hear the thunder rolling. I'm actually, you know, I'll be done in about 10 minutes, but I just knew uh, it was important for me to go ahead and get this out because the timing, God's timing is so significant to this. Um, but I feel like that thunder rolling is like God saying it's on and popping now for all my children is about to go down. <laughs> so um, I kind of was just in this space of like, what? Like, but I immediately got off I prayed for her I said God I'm so happy thank you for her thank you for her gifts thank you for what you're doing in her life what you it's amazing bless the works of her hands like I went right into war mode so that I can push back against any feeling that was trying to make me feel inferior so this it wasn't a feeling of like why does she have this and I don't it wasn't a feeling of coveting it was a feeling of inferiority that tried to creep up that's different you got to know the difference of what you're feeling and I also have um, a sentence in the book where I say, can, can I be happy for you and sad for me? There's nothing wrong with that. That's not jealousy either. That's the reality of the situation that you're in. So I say that to say you are going to have to be careful looking at other people's accomplishments because what will happen is, and this is what the enemy tried to do, but I shut him down. But I did definitely have a thought that rose up and I had to, I had to, Cast it down because that's what we do. We cast down imaginations and every high thing we make it submit to God. But of course, the enemy wanted me to feel. OK, so what you you just you just you just got that opportunity. You just had a meeting with these producers about your TV show idea. Well, you didn't get that book deal you wanted and you still ain't got no finances attached to these opportunities. But look, she over there getting it and she got what you always wanted. That is, listen, you have to be aware. That is what the enemy does. Now, I'm not saying it's the enemy that she got the accomplishment. That's nothing but God. But I am saying he will try to plant seeds of inferiority in you. So you have to stay in a pr protective zone. Um, sometimes your excitement gets zapped when we see something else that's a little, someone else a little further along than us or something that we may have desired. Um, and it's so easy for us sometimes to take our eyes off of our own blessings and say, God, I, I appreciate this, but I wanted that. You can't do that. And when it happens, you just repent. For me, I didn't say, oh, I don't want. No, I know this is big. I know people who would switch roles with me right now. Like, man, if I had that opportunity, but it's not about that. So let's just run quick recap. Number one, in order for you to celebrate your steps and what do you do when that goal is reached, you share with key people only. Those people who were there with you kind of listening when you were brainstorming or listening when you didn't have it yet. See, that's, that's the people. What they say, I want you with me, whether the limo or the bus. Okay, if you're not going to be with me on the bus, you can't ride with me in the limo. Number two, honor the work that you put in by resting and recalibrating. Do you know I'm able to record this podcast with the energy that you hear? Because I know you hear how loud I am and how excited I am because I took those three weeks off to reset. Now, of course, in those three weeks, you guys still got YouTube videos and podcasts. So that's why I'm saying it's not about not doing anything at all, but I rested. 
In fact, the second part of the next phase of what we're doing is working on the beat sheet, which is the outline of the pilot. And I remember over those three weeks, God downloading ideas to me. And so it's so crazy how now that I'm writing the beat sheet in the outline, I can like literally remember, okay, God said this about, okay, this character, this character, because I allow my brain to rest, it gave it time for it to just pick up on new ideas and receive new strength. Okay. Number three, don't look at what other people have accomplished. Stay in a protective zone. You have to protect your excitement. You can be happy for others, celebrate them, but there's nothing wrong with you signing off for a little bit, just so you know that you are, it's not again about your character. It's just about how the enemy will often try to use even the best of the best things to just make you feel a little crazy. And you shouldn't have to feel like that, but you got to protect your excitement. So that was my testimony. And I pray it blessed you guys. I pray that you felt so inspired. So like not even just about the fact that it's entertainment or Hollywood, because I tell people all the time, this business ain't the glitz and glam you think it is. It's some real hard work that goes into what we do on a regular basis. So before you see the red carpet, the script has to be written. Before you see the red carpet, the table read has to take place. Before you see the red carpet, the negotiations have to take place. And sometimes they call it development hell. Look it up. I promise you, when you Google development hell, it's a real thing that happens in Hollywood. We we can develop it. We can go all the way to the end. And then a network or studio can say, never mind, we changed our mind. Baby, it is some real tough stuff to go through in this business. You guys see the Oscars. You guys see the Emmys. You guys see the Golden Globes. But before all of those moments where those actors walk on that carpet to receive their, their award, there have been cry nights where we have cried sleepless nights where we have not gotten sleep because that idea will keep us up we have fought with that idea wrestled with that idea it is a lot of work but I would not trade it for anything in the world and so I'm so excited to share this with you all I love that I was even able to because a lot of times I protect my goals all the way until the final final part until I'm ready to share it but when you're in ministry, right, that's what being transparent is. God wants us to bear it all sometimes to say, hey, listen, there's a woman that needs to hear that her goal mattered. It may not have looked like her sister's. It may not have looked, maybe her mom reminded her, well, you're not a doctor like your sister, but it's cute that you opened your little boutique. Oh, yeah, I know some of my some of my sisters out there who have tapped into their bravery have had to endure comments, even their own thoughts, but comments from loved ones that they was like, man, what you why would you say that to me? And so God wants you to know, listen, it may not look like somebody else's, but you did what I told you to do. And that's what makes your goal so beautiful because I gave it to you and you accomplished it. So even when you're not sure what that feeling is that tries to creep up on you and make you feel like you didn't really accomplish something, remember, it is just the enemy trying to make you feel like you got to work harder, trying to make you feel overwhelmed while you're trying to savor the moment. Do not let him get in your head. Okay, guys, it has been great. I pray that you've been listening to all the episodes. Please go back and listen to the first five. It has been so much fun. Um, I'm loving just this new flow. You know, remember we changed from the girl files to the gold files. I even find myself almost saying the girl files again sometimes. 
But I love that we are accomplishing our goals together. Let me know how I can help you. Um, make sure to shoot me an email. Maya at girlsanthem.biz. I'd love to hear from you guys. Let me know what you've been thinking about the episode so far, how they've helped you. Uh, I did get another review on iTunes, on Apple. So please, if you've been listening, if you listen on Anchor, I appreciate the support, but nothing means more than actually writing a review. This lets people know like, hey, this podcast helped me. It may help you as well. So please write a review, write a review on Spotify, wherever you can, Um, but specifically Apple, because we know most people, I think 83% of my listeners are on Apple Podcasts. So I love you guys so much. Um, Listen out for, of course, the ad is coming for the coaching and the coaching program. But I pray that this blessed you and that you take something from this to know that you can celebrate your steps along the way. Every goal matters that God gave you and you will accomplish it the way he wants you to. I will tune in with you guys next Friday. Make sure you follow me at Writer Maya at Girls Anthem Movement. Check the details for the YouTube channel and be sure to subscribe. Are you ready to tap into your bravery and push past procrastination to accomplish your goals? Let's face it, sis. Even before 2020, you were struggling with accomplishing your goals. Well, I'm excited to announce my goal coaching program is now available in three different package options. That's right. I have something for every woman looking to conquer her goals and achieve real results. And guess what? We can get you started on your goals in just one month. They don't call me the launch coach for nothing. No more procrastination. Visit www.girlsanthem.biz today to sign up.